Station Midnight. Brought to you at 5.30 every Tuesday and Thursday by the makers of Ovaltine, the world's largest selling supplementary food drink. Ovaltine offers better nutrition for better health, keener vitality, and sound, restful sleep. Now on with a new half-hour action-packed adventure, The Flying Ruby, with Captain Midnight and the Secret Squadron. Today, Chuck is resting on his laurels as a model airplane builder. He's quite a popular young man around Washington, D.C., because his new jet-powered model plane has just broken all existing speed, endurance, and distance records. The ship is a real sleek-looking job. Needle-pointed nose, swept-back wings, his own design. And with it, Chuck walked away with all the honors. A well-known government official awarded him the big silver trophy. Reporters, cameramen, newspaper photographers, all have paid their respects to Chuck's ingenuity. Even at this very moment, Chuck enjoys her home, clipping stories from the day's papers. Gee, Marie, look at this picture, Chuck. Well, what about it? Gosh, who are you mad at? Well, you look like Frankenstein's monster. I think that's a very good picture of me, Joyce. Gosh, how stern can you look? After all, it isn't every day a young up-and-coming aircraft research engineer gets to shake hands with Senator... <laughs> oh, I'll get it. Hello? Chuck, this is Captain Midnight. Oh, hiya, Captain. Who is it, Chuck? It's Captain Midnight. Chuck, is Joyce there with you? Yes, sir, she's right here. Say, Captain, did you see the papers this afternoon? What a story. You mean the robbery? It's already in the newspapers? No, I mean the story about me. My plane won the International Model Trophy, 144.84 miles per hour. A new speed record as well as distance. My picture's in every paper. Wait well, I... on a minute, Chuck. Yes, sir? Chuck, I'll look at the papers and your trophy later. Right now, we have a job to do. A job? We have to investigate a robbery. Government secrets? No, a jewel theft. Well, isn't that just a routine police job? Not this time, Chuck. The stolen jewel was a crown ruby worth over $100,000. 100000 Yes, and it belongs to a very important foreign emissary's wife. Unless the ruby is found soon, serious international complications may result. That's serious, huh? I'm afraid so, Chuck. Major Steele has assigned us to investigate. Well, where do we start? The jewel was stolen just a few hours ago during a lawn party at the Eddingham Mansion up on Skyview Road. Well, that's only a few miles from here. Right. So you and Joyce get ready. Hickey and I will drive by in about 20 minutes to pick you up. We're practically ready, Captain. Good. On the surface, this looks like a routine case. But they're usually the ones that turn out to be the toughest. And sometimes, the most dangerous. Captain Midnight, do we have any clues to go on? None at all, Joyce. All we know is that the ruby was stolen. Can you imagine? A hunk of red-colored glass being worth over a hundred grand? Well, remember, Icky, it's a crown jewel. Boy, if I had that money, you know what I'd do? Ah, oh, don't tell me, Icky. You'd open a hamburger stand. <laughs> ah, the biggest and best in the world. Flashing lights, pretty waitresses, and free hamburgers, giant size. Oh, Chris, how'd you ever make any money if you didn't charge for your hamburgers? Oh, I charge 50 cents for a cup of coffee. <laughs> Say, what's the matter with Chuck? We haven't heard a word out of him. Oh, he's probably worrying about enemy agents stealing his latest airplane design. No, I locked the plane in the workshop as soon as we got home from the model air meet. It's safe and sound then? Sure. I was just looking at that, that ship flying off to the left there. Where? Just above those trees. Oh, I see it. Say, he must be pretty high up. The ship looks so small. Well, that's not a real plane, Joyce. It isn't. Oh, that's one of those model thingamajigs like Chuck Bells. Somebody else around here has the same hobby as you, Chuck. Hey, it is a model at that. Wonder who's flying. Oh, well, it's coming closer. Looks like it's going to land in that field. Gee, my knee, I'd have sworn that was a real ship. Just look at the way it's swooping down over the field. It's turning. 
Look. Look, Chuck. Captain, stop the car. Why, Chuck? What's the matter? That's my plane. Your plane. Chuck, it couldn't be. But it is yours. Are you sure, Chuck? Same design, same numbers on the wing. I know it's my plane. Oh, it couldn't be, Chuck. You locked your model in the workshop this morning. Somebody must have broken in and taken it, Joyce. Chuck, are you positive that's your new jet model? Absolutely, Captain. Stop the car and I'll show you. All right, Chuck, if you're positive. But remember, we have an important assignment to work on, so let's not waste time. Uh, fine thing. We go looking for a ruby which somebody swiped, and we find an airplane which somebody swiped. <laughs> Yeah, it's just landed. Well, I don't see anyone around here. Who could be flying your ship, Chuck? Don't forget, that plane broke all distance records. Well, what's that got to do Someone with... could have lost it from our house, or from any place else, for that matter. Yeah, and come on down here to pick it up. That's right, Eddie. Yes, and it doesn't look as though we'll have to wait very long to find out who that someone is. Look over there. Oh, a car. Racing across the field. Oh, we're almost there. And there's the plane right up ahead. Thank goodness it's landed in that tall grass. Well, I'll go over and get the ship. We'll wait here and form a reception committee for our friend in that car. Jeepers, look at him drive over those bumps. Oh, he's in a hurry, all right. Kevin, there's two guys in that car. Hmm. So I see, Eddie. We might have a little trouble here. Is, plane... is it okay, Chuck? As far as I can see, there's no damage. Chuck, you're positive now that's your plane. It's not an exact duplicate. I have the name stenciled on it, Captain. You see, right here. Hey, kid. What do you think you're doing with that plane? Yeah, go on home and play with your own toys. This is my plane. Get him, Mac. He says it's his airplane. Yeah, come on, hand it over, kid, before you get in trouble. Well, where did you get this model? Mac, the little Goyle's asking questions which ain't none of her business. Yeah, and it's a shame we don't have time to answer them. You stole this plane from my workshop. We don't steal nothing. You just made a mistake, kid. Come on, now, give. I can prove this is my plane. It has my name on it. Well, suppose you hand it over before I change your name. Just a minute, you two. Why are you so anxious to get your hands on this plane? Hey, Mac, look. Big boy talks. Yeah. He asks questions, too. You two obviously stole this model airplane from my young friend's workshop. And they send people to jail for that. Listen to him, Mac. Yeah, we don't have time to listen, Joe. Now, let's have that plane. Or do we have to get rough? Uh, you'll have to take it from us, mister, if you think you can. Well, what do you know? The ape talks, too. Why, you hold it! Easy does it, tough guy. You ain't swinging no more at nobody, see? Hold on, Nicky. They're armed. Maybe sure That's using your head, thick boy. Now, tell the kid to hand over the plane. It looks as though you'll have to give them the plane, Chuck. For the time being. Ha! Listen to the big talk. What, Captain? Better do as the captain says, Chuck. They got us covered. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Hey, what's this stuff? Captain. Who are you? I'm Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, eh? Of the secret squadron? That's right. <laughs> well, ain't it just too bad we got no secrets to tell you? <laughs> Shut up, Joe. I don't like this. What do you mean you don't like it? Just what I said. Oh, forget it. Let's grab the plane and beat it. Who cares who he is? We're all members of the secret squadron. And you can bet your lives we'll have that plane back and both of you behind bars within 24 hours. Yeah, that's a laugh. Pushing jokers around is our business. Yeah? And you're headed for bankruptcy. I ought to I told you to shut up, Joe. Maybe we ought to do a little more thinking. What's the matter? You getting scared of these mugs? Put down that gun and I'll squeeze you in a jelly glass. All right, all right, listen. All of you. John Lee's gonna move back about ten feet to do a little, a little talking, see? What do you mean, talk? You heard me, Joe, not get moving. All right, don't get mad. Don't get mad. Now, look, don't try to move any of you. We're still keeping an eye on you, understand? Yeah, we understand. Hey, Mac, what is this? Now, where do we get out of here, Chuck? Give him dollars. Now, wait, will you? It's bad enough to take a chuck's plane. Get out. All right. What is it? Yeah, now, listen, Joe. This setup, well, it don't look as simple as the big boss planned it. What are you talking about? We take the plane, we collect half the dough. Yeah, that's just it. We do the dirty work and he gets half the profits. I'm just wondering if running into this midnight might have been on the plans he didn't tell us about. You mean a double cross? Yeah. Hey, Joe, are you thinking what I'm thinking? That plane's worth a lot of dough to us, Mac. 
We wouldn't have to split no 50-50 except between you and me. Yeah, we could clear out tonight. Yeah. Hey, we might even tip off the cops about the boss. Yeah, yeah, that's a hot one, Joe. Come on, let's shake this midnight's game. Yeah, yeah, but what about the plane? You ain't gonna toss a hundred grand out the window, are you? Shut up, you want him to hear you? All right, all right. Listen, we swiped it once, didn't we? Well, we're gonna swipe it again. I got a plan, yeah? Now get this. We go back and tell him. Yeah, now listen, kid. Uh, Joe and me decided we don't want your plane. Yeah, yeah, you can have it. Well, that's nice of you to let me keep my own plane. That still doesn't absolve you of attempted armed robbery. And yeah, now look, midnight. We don't want no trouble. We told you to keep the plane. We was only having a little fun flying a thing. We didn't mean no harm. Besides, what do we want with a toy plane? We're going to get tickets and a real one tonight. Go on, keep the thing, kid. We'll scram out of here real fast, like. And don't try to follow us. Yeah, yeah, that might not be so healthy. Well, of all the things, we ought to Never mind, Joyce. I got my plane back. That's the important thing. You're just having fun flying your ship. I don't exactly care for their idea of fun. Especially while playing with 38 caliber automatics. We're going to do a little checking on those two right after we finish this robbery case. Somehow, Captain, I got a kind of feeling about all this. What's that, Aki? I got a feeling that we're going to run into those two birds again. Soon. I hope you're right. It'll save us time looking for them. But come on now, we better get back to the car. We still have a date to look for a missing crown ruby at the Eddingham Mansion. Oh, Gene and me, I forgot all about that. Here, Chuck, let me help you with the plane. Right. Let's go, Captain. Yes, sir. I got a funny feeling that the next time we bump into those mugs, they're not going to be so friendly. In a moment, we'll bring you the rest of this exciting, thrill-packed adventure. But first, if you listen to our program the last few nights, you've heard us talking about a supplementary food and explaining what a supplementary food like Ovaltine really is and what it does. But here's something interesting. We would not have to explain all this to a farmer. Every farmer in this country knows what a supplementary food is, why he has to feed it, and what happens when he doesn't feed it to his animals. You read in the papers about how a farmer feeds eight or ten bushels of corn to a pig to make 100 pounds of pork. But every farmer knows that this is not true. He has to mix a supplementary food with the corn, or the pig would never develop properly. Every farmer knows that you have to give supplementary food to a cow if you're going to get a good quantity of milk. You have to feed supplementary food to chickens if you want them to lay eggs in the wintertime. But it is only lately, and I repeat, that it's only in the last few years that the public generally has really wakened to the fact that lots of human beings can benefit from supplementary foods, too, if they're going to be up to par, be on their toes, feel right, and be right. There are millions of people who need more than their everyday diet, just as the pig needs something besides corn. Now, this may be a funny way of talking about this whole topic, and I don't want to compare you good people with pigs, but there are many people in this country who are underweight, under par, listless, nervous, and sometimes just plain cranky because there's something missing in their diet. Now, that's why a great many people report fine response when they take Ovaltine regularly. Ovaltine is a supplementary food for human beings. It contains a very wide range of vitamins, minerals, and other food essential elements. Now, some of these you only need just a smidge. But if you don't get it, it can show up in a lot of different ways. 
And so, if you have somebody in your family who's listless, nervous, underweight, under par, or gets tired too easily, try out this modern idea of giving a supplementary food like Ovaltine twice a day. And now, back to Captain Midnight and the Flying Ruby. When we left the members of the Secret Squadron, Icky was saying... Yes, sir? I got a funny feeling that the next time we bump into those mugs, they're not gonna be so friendly. This is it. The Eddingham Mansion, owned by Cyrus J. Eddingham III. Loop and loose. Would you get a load of that place? Jesus, I've never seen such a beautiful estate. Hey, some dunk. Oh, Icky. Uh, I mean, it's a real classy joint. That's what I mean. Well, here we are. Hop out. I see the police are here in full force. I wonder if they found out anything yet. We'll know in a minute, Joyce. What do you want us to do, Captain? Chuck, you and Joyce come with me. Oh, Icky. Yeah, right here, Kevin. Icky, I want you to look around the grounds. See if you can spot anything unusual, and especially keep a sharp eye out around this parking area. Hey, right. See if any of the guests try to leave. Don't worry, Captain. They won't get by all like about much. Good. We'll be back as soon as we can. And be sure nobody steals my plane again. Wow. Would I like to own a place like this? Oh, gosh, what in the world would you do with all this thing? I'd build model airplanes in every room. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you two. Let's get serious now. Here, I'll ring the doorbell. I wonder if anyone's home. Sure. Someone's coming. Good afternoon. Did you ring, sir? Yes, I'm Captain Midnight. Oh, yes, sir. A member of the constabulary said to expect you. Won't you come in, please? Thank you. After you, Joyce. Thank you. Right this way, sir. I'll take you to Mr. Illiam. Who's Mr. Illiam? He, sir, is Mr. Eddingham's new confidential and social secretary. Where are all the guests? Of the uh, posse being interviewed by the uh, police. A constabulary. Oh, yes, of course. Here's Mr. Illiam's office. Who is it? Oh, Mr. Illiam, Captain Midnight is here to see you. Oh, come in, Captain, come in. I was expecting you long before this. That'll be all, window. Yes, sir. I'm Thomas Illiam, Mr. Eddingham's secretary. Glad to know you, William. My two assistants, Joyce Ryan How and you Chuck Ramsey. How do you do? Ramsey? Right. Uh, here, uh, won't you sit down, Captain? Thanks. Young lady, here's a chair for you. Thank you. I'll sit over here by the window. Uh, what can you tell us about the theft of the crown ruby, Mr. Illiam? Well, actually, very little, Captain. The Countess was wearing this ruby clip on her gown when she arrived. Two hours later, she noticed it was gone. A clip? Oh, gosh, a clip is so easy to steal. Why, it's a pickpocket's dream. I see. Do you have a list of your guests, Mr. Illiam? Oh, uh, certainly. Here you are. Thanks. Want to talk with these people? Gee, Mani, it's too bad we can't find the ruby as easily as we found Chuck's plane. Plane? I don't quite understand. Uh, two thugs who call themselves Joe and Mac tried to steal my latest design model airplane. They'd already stolen it, but we caught them flying it around. And we beat them to the plane right after it landed. I, I see. Then they never got their hands on the ship again, eh? Oh, no. They even ran away from us after they found out who Captain Midnight was. Well, that was indeed lucky, wasn't it? Uh, tell me... Uh... Getting back to the ruby, Mr. Elliot. Just one more question, Captain. Uh, tell me, Chuck... What kind of plane was this ship? Oh, it was a twin-engine, jet-powered model. The wings were swept back, needle-pointed nose like the new XP-90, uh -huh. the stabilizers... <laughs> Chuck, were... I don't think we should be boring, Mr. Illion, with the details of your model. When we're here to help locate a stolen crown jewel worth over $100,000. Oh, on the contrary, Captain, I'm very much interested. 
You see, I'm a model airplane enthusiast myself. Well, we can talk about model airplane building later. Right now, I want to hear what the Countess and Mr. Eddingham's guests have to say about the missing ruby. Where did you say this plane is now, Chuck? Uh, it's outside in the car. Well, I'd like very much to see it. I'm going out to the patio, Chuck. Are you coming? Uh, yes, sir. Right with you, Captain. Well, uh, if you'll excuse me, Captain, I have a matter to attend to for Mr. Eddingham. Uh, very important. I'll join you later on the patio. I would like to have you come with us, Mr. Eddingham. Oh? You know these people. You can introduce us. Well, really, Captain, I, I must take care of this errand first. You it see... Then wait, Mr. Eddingham. We're going to join the others in the patio. And you're coming with us right now. <laughs> Here comes the captain with Mr. Ellian. Maybe they learned something about the missing ruby. You know, Chuck, I don't think Mr. Ellian was very happy over the idea of Captain Midnight making him tag along. I wonder if the captain let him take care of that errand yet. Well, I doubt it. He was kind of peeved. Hi there, you two. Hello, Captain Midnight. What'd you find out? Nothing at all, sir. Not one single tiny clue of any kind or description. The same here. And just what do you intend to do now, Captain, if I may ask? We're going back to the parking area to see what Iggy may have discovered. To where your car is parked? Yes, that's right. You can attend to your errand now if you wish, Mr. Ellian. Thanks again for your help. Not at all, Captain. Uh, I, I'd like very much to go with you. Out to your car, that is. I'd like to see Chuck's model plane. Yes, but what about that important errand? Oh, it can wait a few more moments. Uh, let's go see what that ship looks like, shall we? I, I think I'm going to like it. Very much. Let's see. Our car is right down this way. Well, I wonder where Icky is. Don't see him around anywhere. Icky! Hey, Eddie, where are you? I'll look over here. He's probably... What is it, Chuck? Captain Midnight, come here. Quick, in the bushes. Have you found something, Chuck? You fatty hell. Sticky. What? Let's get that gag off his mouth. Game and me. Who'd ever do a thing like that? All tied and bound. There, Ricky. I thought you weren't going to look for me. Let me get those ropes off your hands and feet, Ricky. Oh, my word. Who could have done such a despicable thing? Uh, They were the same mugs that that tried to take the plane away from you, Chuck. Are you sure? Oh, sure as my name's Ichabod Mutt. I got a look at one of the guys just before he clapped me on the noggin. So they tied and gagged you and then tossed you in the bushes. But why? My plane. I'll bet they were after my plane again. Let's get back to the car and take a look. Here we are. We left it in the back on the floor. It's gone. Persistent devils, aren't they? I can't for the life of me understand why full-grown men would resort to such knavery. Uh, when I get my hands on them mugs, they're going to wish I had a different hobby, I can tell you. There's more to this than a hobby. I don't understand. I don't either yet. But I'm certain there's more to this than the stealing of Chuck's plane. For my money, stealing my plane is plenty serious. I can sympathize with you completely, Chuck. More than you know. I'm quite sure you can, Mr. William. But I don't think sympathy will satisfy Chuck. Or the Countess. Say it was right about here you first spotted those thugs flying your plane? In that field right over there on the left. Well, somehow I don't think those two would come back here. What makes you think so, Joyce? Well, remember what one of them said about getting tickets on an airliner for denying... Oh, they ought to fight a Panama and get lost in the jungle. They can't do that, huh? Why do you say that, Mr. William? Why, what I mean to say is... uh, Yes? Well, we've got to stop them at night. All of a sudden, you seem very anxious to help us locate Chuck's plane, William. Well, it's just that I like to see criminals brought to justice, that's all. So do I, Mr. Elliot. Well, wouldn't it be more logical then for us to head to the airport? Hey, that's a, that's a good idea. I'll look for him in a restaurant. Uh, no, I, I have a better idea. Uh, stop the car and turn around. I know this country pretty well. Plenty of out-of-the-way places for crooks to hide. Perhaps you're right. Right. 
You give directions, William. Uh, drive down to the Old Bay Road. What do you think we'll find down there? Well, it, 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 it's just a hunch. Uh, nobody ever travels that old road much. Why, it's almost deserted, isn't it? Uh, if I were a crook, uh, that would be a logical place to hide until nightfall. Uh, don't you agree, Midnight? I'm inclined to agree with you, William. Ah, uh, shucks, I'd rather cover the airport. Toast Mug's got to get hungry sometime. An eating joint would be the perfect place to nail him. No, Icky. I think Mr. Alien knows best. He seems to have a pretty good idea where we might be able to find our two friends and Chuck's play. Gee, hey, Monique, that's all wrong, Stumpy. Oh, I've got as many bumps on my head as the road has. Ouch! Uh, sure are some spooky-looking places along here. Especially now that it's getting kind of dark. Oh, I wish we'd have gone to the airport. Didn't I tell you this would be a perfect place for a hideout? We haven't seen any signs of our friends yet, Helium. Well, don't give up yet, Captain. This road runs for miles. You seem to know this area quite well. Oh, yes, I've driven down here many times. Well, I'll take a nice, smooth highway any day. Dad, with plenty of hot dog and hamburger stands. Well, I'm afraid we're off on a wild ghost chase. Be patient, my dear. Oh, I think I see something. You do? Where? Uh, see that old shack over there? Oh, I see it. There's a light inside. Uh, stop the car, Midnight. Maybe someone lives over there. I, I doubt it. That old shack has been empty for over 20 years. You think we might find the men we're looking for in that shack? I told you about my hunches, Captain. I'm almost certain they're in there. You sound awfully sure of yourself, Mr. William. Yeah, almost too sure. Please, my dear, let's not be so suspicious. Come on, let's take a closer look at that shack. Good. I'd hope you'd say that. I thought you would. Once again, I say two things. It's spooky out here, and I'm hungry. It's later. If those two thieves are in there, let's not send them an engraved message that we're here. Catch midnight. What is it, Chuck? Over at the side. That car. It's the same one the crooks drove this afternoon. Chuck, you're right. Is that your model airplane in the back seat? Yeah, that's it. Joyce, you stay behind here in the brush. Right. Chuck, you and Icky go around and cover the back. I'm going up to that shack. I'm going with you, Captain. You'd better stay here with Joyce, Elliot. Icky and I are on our way, Captain. I insist on coming with you, Midnight. You'll need help with those two bruises. All right, Elliot. Come on. Be as quiet as you can. Wait till I get my hands on those two. What did they ever do to you, Elliot? Huh? Oh, <laughs> nothing, I guess. Hold it. Quiet. They're coming out. Get on the other side of that door, Elliot. And don't forget... They're probably armed. Hurry it up, Mac. Get that stuff from under the floor. We gotta blow this up before somebody gets wise. I thought I heard a car. It probably wasn't such a hot idea to come back here in the first place. Yes, Joe, you're getting jumpy. Keep your shirt on. We have to that's it. Okay, let's go. Let a plane don't leave for two hours. We can't hang around here. It's them, all right. Shall we jump them? No. Wait until they get out in the open. It's darker out here. Hey, sure is a pretty nice to be flying a coop. <laughs> Won't the big boss blow his lid when he finds we skip with the ruby and all his other eyes, too? Yeah. I'd like to see his face when he finds out he ain't the world's greatest pickpocket. Because we just picked him. Oh, no, you don't. There's one of the midnight. Joe. Joe, what's the matter out there? Hey, Joe. Why, you drop that gun. Not before I... <laughs> And there's the other one, Ilium. Are you all right, Captain Midnight? Wow. Closes from our corner in an iceberg in January. Now, where's that plane? Where's he going? What's he doing? He's taking your plane out of their car. Hey, Mr. Ilium, what are you doing with my plane? He's doing exactly what I expected him to do. Why, he's running. No, stop. Hey, give me my plane. Look. Look at this. Oh, the missing ruby. Yes, the crown ruby. The reward for its return will be handsome. But... 
But how in the world did you know it was in Chuck's sleeve? Because that's exactly where he put it, Joyce. What? Isn't that right, Mr. Elliot? Why, 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 certainly not. How dare you? I, I, I told you I paid hunches. My only thought was to return the ruby to the counter. You mean your only thought was to steal the ruby and keep it yourself? You're a social pickpocket by trade, aren't you? Why, you loose. It won't work, Ilium. All the way along the line, your story's been too pat. It must have been very easy for you to steal the Countess's ruby clip while dancing with her. That was according to plan, wasn't it? You seem to know a great deal about my plans, Captain Midnight. I know you had your two strong-arm boys here steal Chuck's plane after you read about it in the newspapers. Now, why would I do a thing like that? Because you used that ship to carry the ruby away from the Eddingham estate after you stole it. Go on. Don't stop now. The plane was fast, would travel a record distance. The jet engines wouldn't be heard over the din of the crowd. It served your purpose well. These two crooks were to pick up the ship after it landed, then hide away in this shack until you contacted them. Your story is very interesting, Captain. Oh, I get it. We happened to spot Chuck's plane flying just as those crooks were about to pick it up. And when they found out who we were, they suspected Ilium of a double cross. They gave the plane back to me, followed us to the Eddingham place, knocked Dickie for a loop, and stole the plane again. Right, Chuck. But our friend Mr. Ilium here heard Joyce say his henchmen were planning a trip. That's when he got worried and led us to their hideout. Now who's double-crossing who? Stand where you are. I'd say the cards were in my favor at the moment, Mr. Ramsey. Uh-oh. Mr. Ilium also carries weapons. The thirty-eight caliber variety of that. You're so right, young man. I'm very well versed in its use. You don't think you can possibly get away with this, do you, William? I don't think. I know I can, Midnight. I have the keys to your car, the ruby, and a very efficient weapon. We'll track you down no matter where you go. I'm afraid you'll never get the chance, my dear Captain. Well, you can keep your chance, Mr. Ilium. Get his gun again. Now, Mr. Ilium, sweet dreams. Hey, let's hope he don't meet up with them other two. Boy, what a tackle, Icky. You can be on my team anytime. Good work, Icky. You got around here just in time. Oh, I have a ruby clip, Captain Midnight. And there's a bunch of other jewelry, too. Oh, our boy must have been picking a lot of swanky pockets. Chuck, go over to our car and get those handcuffs out of the glove compartment. And bring the rope out of the luggage compartment. Yes, sir. Now we got two cars, a ruby, a handful of other jewelry, three crooks, and my broken airplane. a glimpse of Thursday's thrill-packed adventure, The Big Freeze at Bar Z Ranch. Captain Midnight is brought to you at 5.30 every Tuesday and Thursday by the makers of Ovaltine, the world's largest selling supplementary food drink. Ovaltine offers better nutrition for better health, keener vitality, and sound, restful sleep. Heard in today's cast were Paul Barnes as Captain Midnight, Jack Bivens as Chuck, Angela Nora as Joyce, and Art Hearn as Icky. And don't forget to listen in next Thursday at 5.30 when you will hear... Gee, my knee, Chuck. This place is spooky. Yeah. If I believed in haunted houses, I'd say this one is. What was that, Joyce? Gee, my knee, I wish I knew. Until Thursday, then, this is Pierre Andre saying goodbye and happy landing. Be sure to listen in tomorrow, same time, same station, to the thrilling adventures of Tom Mix. 
This is the World Series Network, the mutual broadcasting system. <laughs> 